Welcome to the Josie Bass podcast series. We take listeners beyond the printed page where our authors reveal what motivates and inspires them to write about their groundbreaking ideas. This is Karen Murphy at Josie Bass, and today I'm talking with Anne Rhodes, author of Built on Values, Creating an Enviable Culture that Outperforms the Competition. Anne Rhodes is president of People, Inc., which helps companies build values-based corporate cultures using the values blueprint principles. She is also CEO of Care Leaders. She was one of the five founding executives of JetBlue Airways, chief people officer for Southwest Airlines, and executive vice president of team services at Doubletree and Promise Hotel Corporations. Today, she continues to serve on the JetBlue board of directors, as well as on the boards of P.F. Chang's China Bistro, Hireview, Anderson School of Business at the University of New Mexico, and is board chair of Safer New Mexico Now. She lives in Albuquerque. Welcome, Anne. Thank you, Karen. It's great to be here. Well, now tell me, how do you define a values-based culture? You've worked at some of the most remarkable, noticeable cultures in the world, certainly JetBlue and Southwest. How do you define a values-based culture? It's really interesting. Most companies will tell you that they have a mission statement or a formal vision statement. To me, the best companies have values that they've defined that are the anchor for the organization. For instance, integrity, of course, safety in the airlines, various anchors that really define the organization. And for each one, it's unique. It's unique to that organization, which is really important to differentiate yourself. How do you go about creating a values-based culture? If leaders acknowledge that values are important, how do you actually implement them? Well, in our model, what we believe you should do is actually blueprint it. Like anything else that's worth doing, it's worth planning. And so what you do is you not only assess where you're at, so you figure out what is the id state. Are we, do we presently have a culture we want to continue having, or are there issues with the culture that we want to change? So we believe you have to blueprint the process and then have an ongoing method for a system for maintaining that culture once you create it. We call it values blueprinting. And you literally sit in a room and and make sure that the values you presently have are correct and differentiate your organization and, frankly, define it as a high-performing organization. Or you sit in the room and say, no, we really want to have other values, and you define those values. But the critical part of the blueprinting process is you also define the behaviors that will define those values, and that's the piece that most organizations fail to do. So when someone comes in and sees integrity as a value, they don't know what it means in terms of their behaviors. So the value blueprinting process walks you through how you do that and then how you roll it out, how you maintain it, how you hold people accountable for it, And that's how you develop a culture that differentiates yourself from others. And what is different about a values-based culture? What would someone notice about an organization that adopts this versus one without it? Well, the great thing about a values-based culture is that you can always rely, at least in my opinion, you can rely on how you're going to be treated as a customer, as an employee. You understand what the values are, so you understand what the expectation is. It really defines expectation. So if someone comes in and sees the word integrity on the wall and then sees the behaviors and you're applying for a job, you assume, and hopefully we'll see that it's true, that people behave in an organization the way that they define, they will behave around the values. It's consistency. It's consistency of performance, consistency of behaviors. For instance, at Southwest, I ask people all the time when I'm giving speeches to define Southwest, and they will almost always define it by the behaviors of the employees there. 
And one of the things is fun at Southwest, and they almost invariably talk about how much fun they have on a flight versus flying some of the other airlines. And that's because that was planned. That doesn't just happen. Fun is one of the values of Southwest, and they hold people, they not only hire people that are fun, but they hold people accountable for having fun, and it is one of the values of the organization, and it's consistent. And you hear people giving you feedback all the time about it. So how do you hire people with the same value? How do you bring people on board that can do that? We believe that you use a very strong behavioral methodology. It's a system for hiring that was developed in World War II when the pilots were not performing at a level that the Air Force wanted them to perform at. So they went in and looked at those people that were performing versus the people that were not performing, and they found that people that were performing all behaved similarly. So they started hiring models and developing hiring models based on behaviors. And they found out that past behavior is predictive of future behaviors about 94% of the time. So we can tell you that if someone had integrity yesterday, they're going to have integrity today. For instance, if they told the truth consistently in their past behavior, they're going to tell the truth tomorrow. So when you know what behaviors you want, you can literally ask questions and get examples of past behavior that will give you a good indication that they will behave that way in the future. And if that behavior matches to what you have defined as the behaviors you want, then you can actually predict that they will be successful in the organization. And how do you maintain a values-based culture once you've hired people? We believe that it's like anything that grows. It, it, first of all, just because you develop a great culture doesn't mean that if you don't maintain it, that it will remain a great culture. So we believe in a very strong maintenance program, and our model develops culture committees or values committees that literally are in charge of, and they, they consist of people throughout the organization at various levels, various positions, and various tenures. And they literally are in charge of helping maintain that culture. And there's a process we use for identifying those people. They're always A players, by the way. But then they're also enthusiastic, they're engaged, and they cause other people to be engaged, and they hold them accountable. It's a very systematic process for maintenance of the culture, which we believe has to occur, or really simply you will not have the culture on an ongoing basis. And what is the leader's role in maintaining a values-based culture? Critical. I would tell you. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least, leaders drive the values and then they actually, people watch their behaviors to see if those values are in fact being lived in the organization. And the collection of those behaviors, in my definition, defines the culture of the organization. So leaders are critical. In fact, we have on occasion declined uh, taking an assignment because we felt the leaders were talking about defining the values and, and gave great conversation around how they wanted to build these cultures that were very ethical, but their past behavior did not seem to indicate that they really believed it. So we have declined in some cases to work with those organizations because we simply knew that it wouldn't be effective and wouldn't be positive for them or for us. And can you tell us a story of putting this into practice of how you hired the right people and helped create and maintain a a values-based culture? Sure. When we were starting to build the JetBlue first team, the team that would be the initial on-the-ground team, we were hiring up to 1,000 people in the first couple of years. And one of the things that we looked for was someone with high integrity. We interviewed an individual who was an A&P mechanic. He told a story about not being employed for three years. And the reason he wasn't employed for three years was that when he got out of A&P school about four years prior, 
he went to work for an airline that he had always wanted to work for in New York. And mind you, now this is a young man, but he has two children. He has many, many bills still from his A&T school days, and he's going to work for an airline that he just loves because he flew it frequently. So 90 days into the job, he is asked to sign off on an airplane that he does not feel is safe. And he knew that if he refused, not only would he be fired from that airline for insubordination because his supervisor asked him to sign off on it, but in addition, he would not be employable in the New York area where his entire family resides, and he did not have the option to move. So he did not sign off on the aircraft. He was fired, and he applied and applied, but was never hired anywhere else. We could not wait to hire this young man because he epitomized exactly the behaviors that we and emulated the behaviors that we wanted to see consistent throughout the organization. And he's been very successful at JetBlue. I guess I would say one last thing, and that's to tell organizations that one of the most critical things you can do is make sure that you create your own culture. It should be culture by design. It, you shouldn't just let it happen. Very rarely have cultures been successful that have just been allowed to happen. And all of a sudden, people, CEOs will call us and say, oh my gosh, I didn't realize this is what we had evolved to. But you need to pay attention to it, just like you pay attention to the financial side of the organization. The culture side will eventually be as important as any other side, even in your view, when you don't think that you have to design it and you have to maintain it and you think it will just happen. I will tell you, that isn't true of the Southwest or the JetBlues or, frankly, or the Double Trees and other organizations we worked with that had great cultures, Zappos. It is really about, first of all, designing it and then maintaining it and making certain that you continue to have the kind of culture that you really want to be proud of. Great. Well, thanks very much. We should say that Built on Values is on sale now and available wherever books are sold. Rick Federico, Chairman and Co-CEO of P.F. Chang's China Bistro, writes, Anne Rhodes has one of the most brilliant people minds I've ever known, especially with regard to relationships and people issues. Anne's work will go a long way toward getting people to live their values. Her model outlined in Built on Values is a how-to for all leaders. And Dave Barger, CEO of JetBlue Airways, writes, JetBlue has successfully developed a very positive reputation for crew member and customer satisfaction using the concepts and processes recommended in Built on Values. Well, thanks, Anne. Thanks very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Gary. To find out more about this title and all Josie Bass publications, please visit www.josiebass.com. That's J-O-S-S-E-Y-B-A-S-S dot com.